You know the saying, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, oftentimes it's easy to get so immersed in activity that you literally lose track of time. And in the process, you're enjoying what you're doing so much that you forget to worry and you forget about all your problems. (laughs) Yeah, you forget about those deadlines looming at work and the anxieties that keep you up at night. They all seem to disappear temporarily. What if you could learn how to get back into that state of mind on a consistent basis? It turns out you can. What you experienced is what Mihai Csikszentmihalyi calls flow. Flow is not just as simple as having fun. There's actually a lot more to it. In fact, peak flow occurs when activities that provide challenge and a chance to hone skills converge. And so it's time for this week's book called Flow, The Psychology of Optimal Experience. Welcome back. You're listening to Motivation Minute. We discover all those timeless truths in the books you've been wanting to read so that you don't have to and lay out actionable strategies you can implement starting today in your on-the-go lifestyle. Hey, Spencer. Good to be back. It is good to be back. And you know, we have a special book this week called Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. That's quite the name, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, interesting name, but uh, and it's, it's a very famous book. Um, I've actually already, I think I listened to another podcast one time while they were talking about this book. <laughs> so now it's our turn. I found the book online somewhere and I was thinking, great, it's on flow. This had a lot more about flow than I thought. And what I discovered was flow is a science and not an art. Yeah. So like, what is flow exactly? I mean, I think it's, there's probably different ways to describe what they're trying to describe with flow. Some people call it passion or, you know, you can say it's something that you're having when you're having fun or something you really like to do. But flow really goes into like defining really what it is when you're doing something that's not necessarily easy and fun, but but um, like it really immerses you. It's challenging, yet difficult, yet not too difficult that it's that it get, becomes stressful. So it's like interesting how it all plays out. Yeah, I was thinking of like the last couple instances where I've experienced flow. And I was looking back to, you know, one would be where I'm organizing a group of people. I really enjoy doing that and feeling like, you know, we're flowing as a team. That's a kind of flow I like. Yeah, you do like doing that. Like you you like kind of like doing systems, like even the library books that we that I get. Like you set up, set them all up and order all the books on the right dates yeah, and make sure. Yeah, I do like that flow exactly, and I, I like seeing because I've got my library too. So like we have to figure out when both of our libraries have the right book in. So yeah, added challenge there. And that's actually something that I that I don't really like doing. So that's not a state of flow for me. So I guess actually, flow differs by person. Totally, it's not it's not an external thing, which is interesting because, um, you know, if you think back when you were eight years old or something, or when you were playing with your friends or just doing things that were just really in the moment and you enjoyed doing them, building a fort or whatever it was. Like I remember building a lot of airplanes when I was a kid and it was just so fun. I was just so, it was just such, it's so fun building these planes that actually flew. And you know, whether that's, it's like a hobby, right? Like it could be baking or hiking in nature, doing something that's meaningful for you. I can think of times when when I have been in the state of flow, but I don't really know how to get back into it. Yeah, that's that's something too that's tricky to figure out because I I know there's certain things that naturally help me get into flow. Like one of them is I love building 
small rock dams in creeks and rivers. That's something I love to do. And I almost always experience flow when I'm doing it. I don't even get why that is, but I know if I need a feeling of flow a particular day, I go find a river and I start building. But uh, on a larger scale, like in our culture today, we're not experiencing flow the same way we used to, even though we've got technology. We're not happy like we'd like to think we are. We're, in fact, covering up our stress and our unhappiness with all these tools, just the same Mm -hmm. way that people felt back in history, but we think we're more happy now, though we're not. Yeah, exactly. Well, it talks about how uh, part of the problem is that we we like to seek pleasure and how we think getting more things or getting more uh, pleasurable experiences or getting more money will make us happy. And, and honestly, it's not about, it says the happiness isn't about, you know, getting more things, kind of like the happiness hypothesis, but how, you know, it's not about external things. It's actually about what you feel inside um, when you're d- doing something. So like the example, you know, when you, when you get a lot of money, normally that doesn't make people happy. You know, it's been shown you just want to make more money, but it does kind of make you happy, you know, as far as or fulfilled when you're actually on the path to achieving or trying to get more money, you know, when you're trying to achieve a goal, that'll actually get people very motivated. But then when you actually reach it, it's like all you want to do is get more. And so it's like we're made to always be like working in a sense, like working on a, on the next task and trying to get some, like it's about the journey really and not about um, the destination, I guess. Right. And I think it's a perfect point to bring in what my number one takeaway was actually going to be, which is how do you get back into flow? And the book gave this really good graph because like we're always trying to stay in flow, but it's hard to do on a continual basis unless you know the tools to use. And if you picture like going straight up and down is having challenges and then going left to right is having skills, flow is the intersection in the middle. Hmm. And if you are experiencing anxiety, you up the challenge. Yeah, yeah. If you're experiencing boredom, you up your skills. And then you use a combination of that to find yourself back into the flow channel. And there's multiple ways to get there. If a task starts to get too difficult, then you don't really want to do it because it's too hard, it's stressful, and you have anxiety. But on the other hand, if it starts getting too easy, then it becomes boring and then you don't want to do it. And I think that's what people most of the mostly find in their jobs like they'll get a job they'll work at it for a while and then eventually it becomes uh kind of boring or it becomes too easy and then they say i don't like my job i don't find any meaning in it it's too boring well it's because it's too easy and there's probably the other side where it might be too stressful in their work and it's too much anxiety and too much chaos but i think generally people kind of just you kind of get settled into the the same thing and it becomes easy and boring and it's kind of like where you're always growing your skills, but the challenge isn't going up at the same pace as your skills. So you're yeah. not able to stay in the flow channel. You have to increase them proportionally. Exactly. We should probably talk about what makes us enjoy something the most, which is being in that flow state, which the book calls floating, which hmm. kind of seems like an art kind of thing just to be floating through your day. But that's like peak flow when you feel like you're floating. And there's a science to getting there, which is one of the things, concentrating only on the thing that you're doing. Hmm. 
the thing about sticking to one thing is you easily forget what you're worried or anxious about because you're only thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. And you're so focused on that that everything else disappears. It's not no longer a factor. Yeah, like being focused on one thing actually takes some work in your brain to, to do that. But it can actually be very enjoyable, fulfilling. It made a distinction in the book. It said like enjoyment is different than pleasure or there's, you know, there's different True. ways because like pleasure is just when you're like experiencing something and it like robs your attention, like eating pizza. I mean, you could probably think of a lot of examples of pleasure where you're not trying. It's not, it doesn't require focus. It's just kind of happening to you. Yeah. And another cool factor was if you could have the thrill of exercising control over yourself in some way in the activity and sports are an easy thing that comes to mind with this. Like if you're skiing or for you, probably snowboarding, but in my opinion, that's not a sport. You know, with skiing, <laughs> you, uh, you, you're in control of your skis and you have the ability to break a leg if you'd make the wrong move. But the thrill of having that control to make the right decision makes you so focused that like whenever I'm skiing, I'm in that flow state. I am floating through my day when I'm skiing, especially on powder days because you float literally on the snow. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Sports is a really good example because it does take a lot of effort and work to do to become good at sports, but you're obviously enjoying it. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. So it, I think it boils down to how we use our time versus what we're actually doing, because it's that you use your time in a challenging way, mm-hmm. in a skillful way. And today we're not doing that as much because, you know, we've traded physical activity for watching sports. We've traded writing our own music for listening to any song we want on demand. We've traded, you know, taking risks for watching movies where actors are in pretend experiences that seem like reality, but really aren't. Exactly. It's, we need to take charge of that time. And if we do, we'll start to enjoy it and we'll get the satisfaction out of it. It was so well said. We're chasing pleasure instead of like in the past, Pleasure wasn't as as easily available, I guess. Entertainment, which is just kind of like pleasure. So you couldn't, you probably had to make, you had to come up with things to do. Uh, Even if it's not like a business, like making money. No, it's, but it's at least something like doing a craft project, whatever. Anything that requires a little bit of skill to do, that's healthy. That's good. And they had to do that in the past more, I think, to keep them entertained because there wasn't like all this entertainment. So yeah, um, if you, it said in the book that, doing something easy or like something that's just easy is not an optimal experience. And the the book's, you know, uh, subtitle is called, uh, you know, The Psychology of Optimal Experience and how just doing easy things and, you know, watching movies and checking Facebook is actually not going to make you happy. Because people say, well, that just, what if it just makes me happy? I just want to do something that makes me happy. Well, that's actually not, if it's something that's so easy that you just assume it's going to make you happy because it's so easy, Long-term, it doesn't make you happy is what the book argues. Yeah, that's very true. And the path to happiness is by achieving flow, which is by skill and challenge. And there's not many other ways to get there because you can consistently get to happiness if you apply the flow formula. But it's, it's challenging because there's so many shortcut ways to happiness, which really aren't the best. Yeah. Interesting. It's about a, yeah, yeah, it's about a balance between, you know, like you were saying, anxiety and boredom. So right in the middle of that, or, you know, between skill and challenge. Right. 
to really achieve flow on a day-to-day basis, it means taking the moment and enjoying the moment, no matter what the moment gives you. Because like, if you prepare to go to work and your check engine light comes on, you're like, oh man, messed up my whole day. And you can get mad at the car and start banging the, you know, the steering mm-hmm. column or whatever. And the thing is, you just got to accept the day for what it is. And I was reading this in the book and I realized I don't do this the same way. I let stuff that happens in the day, these little things get in my way and frustrate me. If I were just to accept how the day is going to go and enjoy the moment, whatever the moment brings, it's a lot more fulfilling than trying to make the moment what I want the moment to be. So true. Like we have to learn to enjoy the process and that's actually what makes us happy and it's counterintuitive because it's like, well, I'm in the, I'm in the journey so that I can get something, but actually getting something externally isn't going to make you happy. It's, it's actually in the journey that, that actually kind of makes you fulfilled. That's so true. It's just about you have to find the right goal, which it said also in this book, it said the same thing. It doesn't really matter what goal. You don't have to find the perfect goal for your life. Like basically just pick something that you kind of like to do maybe like that that is a challenge and a long-term goal. And just, and just the fact that you're working on it is going to make you happy. Yeah. Not necessarily achieving it even necessarily. So, so before I read this book, I thought, that flow was an art. It's like dancing from thing to thing to make you feel like you're in the flow. But I realized after this that flow is completely a calculated move and it takes you exerting mental effort to choose when to enter flow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that is different than I thought. Definitely. I mean, it does, I think. I think it does. I mean, it's not that we, like sometimes we weren't aware that we're in flow or when we're doing something we really we really enjoy doing um but it but it was i think it was kind of like the coincidence that we happened to have the perfect balance between skill and challenge like right. it took skill and focus and concentration but it was also um interesting and um i don't know it's it's just a combination of all these different factors coming together i'm already thinking of all the ways i'm going to try getting flow in things that i'm not feeling flow in like tasks at work. I've learned certain computer languages, like for example, for the tech geeks listening, like C Sharp and HTML, those kinds of things. I've had to play with new languages at my current job, like Bash for Linux and PowerShell for Windows and these other kinds of frameworks. And I haven't been 100% comfortable in them yet. I've been given challenging problems for my rudimentary understanding of the language. And then had to figure out a solution when I don't even understand some of the tools sometimes initially. So what I found is I've had to up the skill, increase my learning so that I feel comfortable in that language. And when I get a challenge, it fits the mold of my skill so that I enter the flow of the coding. Otherwise, it's a very interrupted thing, like either trying to figure out what problem am I trying to solve or how in the world will I solve it? Wow, that's very interesting. I would say one for me is even just recording the pot this podcast. <laughs> so you know, it, oh yeah, it's not always in flow when we're getting ready for it, reading a book. It, you know, it's kind of difficult work. It's almost like a little bit too much of a challenge. Which you know, to get to get to type up all your notes, to get all your stuff ready. But then when we're actually in the middle of recording the podcast, not everyone, but mo- a lot of them, I kind of feel in the state of flow. You know, because it takes a challenge to articulate and think about the things you're going to say and everything but it's also rewarding and and, and and interesting and fun 
And so it's like in that state of flow where it's a good balance. And it wasn't like that in the beginning. In the beginning, if you think about it, it was it was very challenging kind of and right. almost anxiety and stuff. Um, but I think doing this long enough, if we just did the same thing, it would probably get so easy that we'd get bored of it. So we'd have to like find new guests and new uh, uh, ideas and different things to talk about and methods and things to keep it interesting and keep um, keep us in that state of flow. And you know, this episode in particular, I felt like I was in even greater flow than other ones because I think you texted me like two hours before right now and we're like, let's do a book tonight. And yeah. I hadn't even read this book two hours ago. And I had to suddenly combine the challenge of getting a book read in an hour and a half. This book is 250 pages. And type notes up and get our little one minute summary together with you. And at the same time, I had the skill of speed reading that I was able to maximize to the nth degree yeah. as I'm reading this to filter out what to actually read from the book. And I entered flow as I was reading. I lost track of time. First, when you develop a new skill or you're trying to take on a new task or start a business or a project or something, it's actually, you're you're going to be on the side of, it's going to be almost too difficult and it's going to cause a lot of stress naturally and you're, and you're going to have to work through that. And it's going to be, that's why most people give up. But if you, if you do it long enough, eventually you, you, you move toward the center where it becomes easier because you're building skills and you're more toward that in that state of flow. And then, then eventually you start going to the other side where it starts getting boring. So it's like, at first you have to not be hard on yourself and you have to try to keep it simple and keep it overly simple and easy so that you so you don't so it's not too challenging and then as you get better you can you have to intentionally increase the challenges and the skills and find something new to work towards that's kind of like college education or you know the whole education system in general you're building skill all these years and then suddenly you don't have any challenge but you keep building skill over and over then suddenly you go to the workplace and you get a little challenge but we often initially feel dissatisfied because we don't have enough challenge to match yeah. the skill we've been trying to huh. gain. That's an interesting but, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've in a way that when you get out of college you've you've developed all these certain skills which aren't necessarily applicable to, you know, maybe most jobs that you that a person would hire you for out of college. And you often know. you don't even know what you want to do because you have so many skills in different areas. Yeah. And so it's almost like a discontent which is which is reasonable because you have these skills but then you can't really put them to use right away or you have to develop these other skills that, that weren't related to your college degree. <laughs> so, And then you get to some places like the good workplaces throw you in the deep end right away so that you get the challenge and you can quickly get to that flow state because you match up high skill with high challenge and you start floating through your job, which is the way to go. <laughs> but I think, I think it, you can't really have it in the, at first and a perfect state of flow. Yeah, you're probably right. When you're when you're getting started in your career, especially when you're young, um, you, you know it's you don't really get to almost choose that. Really, you should definitely be on the side of it being too challenging for you. And when you're starting off, that's a good sign because that means you're gonna have to start growing really fast as you're. And then maybe when you get older, you know maybe you'll head towards this towards the center more, but not necessarily. It's like. As you get more skilled, you want to increase the challenge. So you're just getting better and better and better, more skilled, and, and just increase your you know per, your personal development journey. I don't know. I think it is good to try to be balanced. Yeah, exactly. You like it forces you to build the skills 
mm-hmm. because we're a lot. See, if we have too high of a challenge, we'll get the skills we need to match the challenge. But if we have too many skills and not enough challenge, there's slightly less incentive to build challenge to match the skills because you're like, I don't really have to. I'm doing just fine as it is. Oh yeah, because we want to avoid pain. We want to go towards what's easy, pleasure. So we want to True. avoid so pain. True. So skills are the easy part, and you know the challenge is the hard part. So we do like to stay below the flow channel. That's interesting. I hadn't seen wow. that before. So Jiraiya, you know this book Flow was really good, and it exceeded my expectations for sure. Yeah, and I think it really flowed <laughs> good with. <this> episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And I pretty much floated through the book because I was matching a perfect merge of skills and challenge, getting this done in just two hours when you texted me before this. So that was good. You were. So uh, without even knowing, you were in a state of flow while you were reading the book While I was learning to flow. I was flowing while learning to flow. Before you even knew the concepts of flow. So (laughs) it was great. So perfect example from just tonight. And... If you'd like to hear more books like this every week, we'd love if you'd tap that subscribe button on your feed and you'll get a new episode every Friday morning. And also, we'd love if you left a review for us. Just go to motivationminute.com slash review. And if you leave one, you get a chance to win a free book or come on the podcast as a guest next time we're holding a drawing. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.